Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Speaker Secrets Podcast. I'm your host, Enrico Ambrister, and I'm so excited that you could join me today. Now, especially if you're a returning listener, you know that the Speaker Secrets Podcast is a weekly podcast that's dedicated to providing you tips and suggestions that help you improve your public speaking skills. And if you're a new listener, then welcome aboard. Now, my goal is to really provide you with the tools that allow you to excel in any public speaking situation you may find yourself in. So thank you for being here with me today. Last week, we spoke about why it is a must. It's a necessity for you to develop your public speaking skills if you want to have incredible impact in this life and if you want to set yourself apart from the marketplace and from your competition. It's not just an option for you, but it is a necessity. So if you haven't checked out that episode, I do encourage you to go ahead and listen because there is great value there for you, especially if you want to become better, not only at public speaking, but in your craft, in your field, and in life overall. Now this week, we're going to talk about an extremely important part of every speech that you will give, and that is the introduction. Okay, you're always going to have to do an introduction. So it's crucial that we understand the most effective ways to introduce our speech and our content. So let's just look at some ways why it's important just outside of the fact that you always have to do it. Well, number one, it is the first impression that people have of you when you're going to speak. Okay, so your introduction is the absolute first thing that they hear from you is the first thing that you communicate to them and we all know that just not in public speaking but in life and various scenarios first impressions are lasting impressions now that may change with some people but i believe for the majority of people that first impression that you give them is something that is is stuck in their mind for a while So it's important because our introduction is our first contact with that audience. Secondly, to the audience, it sets the tone for everything that you're about to say. Okay, so your introduction can either set you up for success or put you in a position where you might not have the impact that you want to have when you're speaking to this particular group of people. Thirdly, it tells the audience why they should listen to you. It builds your credibility. So if you have a great introduction and you hook them at the beginning, then they're interested. They're like, hey, this guy, this gal knows what they're talking about. This topic is interesting. The way that they deliver it is compelling. And so I'm hooked. I'm interested. So those are the three main reasons. And when you're doing your introduction, you only have a short amount of time to hook your audience, you want to make it easy for the audience to feel like they can connect with you. And in today's world with social media and everybody's busy, you have Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and LinkedIn, Pinterest, the list goes on and on. And then you have emails, you have text messages. I believe our attention spans are a bit shorter than they used to be decades ago. And so when you're giving an introduction, it's important that you 
hook the audience's attention and you don't give them that leeway to feel like, oh, well, this person doesn't really seem compelling to me or they don't really know what they're talking about. So this is my okay to check my text messages. Now, realistically, people, at least some people, will still check their texts and their social media. But what I'm trying to say here is that you want to minimize the possibility of them doing that because they are so enthralled in what you're saying and they're so captivated by your introduction. So before I get into some effective ways that you can introduce your speech, let's talk about some absolute no-nos, some things that you should absolutely not do when you're introducing a speech. Okay, the first thing that's an absolute no-no is a false start. And by false start, I mean asking questions such as, can anybody hear me? Is this thing on? Is everybody okay out there? And the reason why this is an absolute no-no is because it cheapens your momentum. Your momentum is automatically shot once you start asking those questions. And the reason for that is because if you're a speaker, I can guarantee you that you're not the first person that they've heard for the night. I'm sure there have been people that have come to the lectern and that have spoken to that particular audience before you got there. So by virtue of you asking those questions, it seems like you're just buying time because you're not comfortable. And your audience can pick up on that, all right? So that's an absolute no-no. You never want to begin with those questions that show the audience that you're not sure or that you're buying yourself time. Another absolute no-no that you want to stay away from is revealing that you're nervous or asking for an excuse for your nerves. Once you introduce this, you might as well say it's a wrap for you. I mean, you may be able to regain yourself, but once you begin your speech saying things like, hey everybody, please forgive me, I'm so nervous right now, or saying things like, whew, I didn't expect to be this nervous being up here. You may get some smiles and people may empathize with you, but in their mind, they're like, okay, why are you here then? If you're the speaker, then why are you telling us that you're nervous? And in one of my previous episodes, I shared that people honestly don't always know that you are nervous. So by giving yourself away, you just kill your momentum and they lose trust in you. They're like, okay, they're turned off from your message. They're like, okay, you're supposed to be speaking to me with confidence and you're revealing to me that you're nervous so then why should I listen to you? This is a perfect opportunity for me to check my social media because I don't think you're confident about what you're saying. So that's an absolute no-no. You never want to tell the audience that you feel nervous. These other suggestions, they're not absolute no-nos. I personally advise against them, but if you want to use them, if you feel compelled to use them, then it's okay. I just want to bring your attention to them. So the first one that I advise against is introducing your speech like this. Hi, my name is Enrico Ambrister, and today I'm going to talk to you about this. Now that isn't totally bad. It's just very generic and safe. It's very cookie cutter. So that 
also is an introduction to tell them, okay, peace out. I can check out mentally. Another introduction that I advise against is, good morning. What an honor it is to be here. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Once again, it's not totally bad, but it is generic. It is very boring and cookie cutter, okay? So just keep that in mind. There are way more effective ways to introduce yourself and introduce your speech that can get people hooked into what you're saying instead of the general introduction that they've heard millions of times. And finally, I do advise against using a joke. Now, you'll hear different perspectives on this. Some people feel as though you should introduce a joke because it may lighten up the mood, it gets people laughing and feeling very good. But the reason why I personally advise against this is because what if it doesn't work out? What if you go to tell a joke and you think it's funny and you've practiced it, now you tell the joke and you don't get the response from the crowd that you want? Or maybe you get a few forced laughs. Because you tell a joke and it doesn't go well, now they see you as the joke. And also, if you want people to take you seriously, especially if it's an event that is more serious in nature, you want to begin strong, you want to establish your credibility, then you can always, always weave humor into your speech, which is recommended. But at the very beginning, you want to sell yourself. You want to sell what you're talking about. And I believe that if you introduce a joke, and especially if it doesn't go well, then you've cheapened your opportunity to make an impact. So let's get into effective ways for you to introduce your speech. First things first, you need a hook. And I'm going to share some hooks with you. Keep in mind that you can do any combination of these. You don't have to do one or the other. You can mix it up once again. Public speaking is an experimentation process. But I'm just going to give you some tips and some suggestions for you to ruminate on. So the first hook is a story. Now, people love stories. I have an upcoming episode that just talks about the importance of storytelling. All right, so if you begin your speech with a story, that automatically gets people intrigued because that now they're using their imaginative powers and their creative mind so by default they're already there with you because they're picturing what you're saying as images in their mind and even if you choose not to use a story in the introduction I do encourage you to at least find one story that you can share throughout your speech because like I said people love stories and it helps us to connect with what the person is saying you know, if you just use facts and statistics throughout your entire speech, it feels impersonal. But by adding a story, it's like, hey, this is something that someone has lived. So I can relate to this or at least I can imagine it. Now, the golden key, in my opinion, to storytelling, especially in your introduction, is to use the word imagine. So once you do that, then the audience is primed to listen to you. Once you say something like, imagine a world where X and X happens, or 
Imagine yourself driving down the road one day, listening to your favorite song on the radio, just happy, feeling carefree about life. And then you see an accident on your left side. Now, I'm sure some of you might have imagined that story in your mind just now. Once you begin your speech like that, it automatically includes your audience and puts them in a place where they have this movie theater inside their mind. Another hook that you can use are thought-provoking questions. And these questions can be rhetorical or they can be questions that inspire people to participate, like with the raising of their hands or nodding their head. But when you introduce these questions, then you're inducing people to think about their personal experience with the topic. So a rhetorical question could be, how many times throughout the day do we pay attention to our breath? A participatory question could be something like, okay, with a show of hands, how many of you have ridden a bike within the last year? Okay, thanks. What about within the last five years? You see, once you ask them that question, now they are either participating with you or they're thinking about the question that you're asking them. And I think the what if I were to tell you question is very impactful after you tell a story. So let's say you tell a story or you use another hook that I'm going to talk about. Then you say, well, what if I were to tell you after that story. So you've introduced this scenario to them, you've presented them with information, and now you're asking them a question that shows them that you're going to take them in another direction. So it, it adds this flavor, and they're interested because they're like, okay, where is this going? I'm about to learn some new knowledge. Other hooks that you can use include facts, especially if you want to make a compelling argument. You can introduce your speech with a fact. Open up with a fact that will probably get their attention or get people to say, oh, wow, really? That's something that I didn't know. You can also open with a quote. I do think that quotes and facts especially can help to build your credibility because it shows that Okay, I'm not the only person that has an opinion on this. There have been other people that have literature or have expressed their views on the topic. And when it comes to facts especially, it shows that, hey, I've done my research. I know what I'm talking about, so I'm not just blowing hot air. This is actually something that has been substantiated by the medical community or the academic community, whatever community it is. Right, so those are surefire ways to begin a speech that will get people interested. And finally, a startling opinion can be something that piques people's attention. Some people may not agree with it. Some people may say, hmm, that's interesting. Some people may agree. Some people may be like, yeah, that's exactly how I feel. But once you start with that opinion, I do think that's an effective way to get people interested in what you have to offer. So those are your hooks, okay? So I suggest that you choose one of those. You either tell a story, tell someone to imagine a scenario. You can ask them some thought-provoking questions. 
find a fact to use, find a quote to use, or give your opinion about the topic. So after you have your hook, then you need to transition into how your hook relates to your topic. So how did that story that you shared relates to what you're talking about? How did that fact relate to what you're talking about? When it comes to a story, some transitional phrases, for example, would be, well, you might be wondering how this relates to what I'm talking about today. Or you could say something like, I tell you that story because... Now, when it comes to thought-provoking questions, for an example, I use, you know, how many people have ridden a bike within the past year? You could say something like, the reason... I wanted to find that out from you today is because and if you're giving a fact for example you can say that fact should startle you right it startled me when I first heard it so you just want some phrases that connect what you've shared as your hook and relate it to why you're speaking today now after you introduce these transitionary phrases here is where you can introduce yourself or talk about your involvement with this specific topic. And you don't need to do this for every speech. It varies. In some speeches, you don't necessarily need to introduce yourself or why you're qualified to talk about the topic, especially if it's a group of people that you already know or if it's in a Toastmasters club. But there are some instances where it will benefit you to let people know why you are qualified to talk about this and why they should listen to you about it. So I'm going to give you an example of these first three steps. And I'm going to use the biking example. I don't know why that biking example came up, but I am going to run with it. And I'll be talking off the top of my dome. So anything that I say is not true. So once again, don't quote me. All right, I'm just doing this for the sake of the example. How many of you have ridden a bike within the past year? Raise your hand if you have. Okay, thanks. What about the past two years? Okay, thanks. And past three years? Anybody? Okay, great. Did you know that only 23% of Americans own a bike? and have written one within the past two years? I know that fact might startle you and it startled me too. Now, this is very important because our obesity levels are continuing to rise within our country. Estimates show that one in three Americans are at an obese level. And this is even more concerning to me. My name is Enrico Ambrister, and I've been working with the National Biking Association and the National Obesity Association for the past two years, spearheading a campaign that encourages people to start using bikes more in their day-to-day -day life. Okay, so what did I do just now? I introduced a few hooks. I got them to think about the questions like, hey, have I ridden a bike within the past year? Then I introduced very startling fact. So those were my two hooks. Then I gave them 
the transition. Okay, why am I asking about biking? Why did I give them that fact about biking? Well, because my speech is going to be talking about how important it is to use bikes and how that can decrease obesity. So I put that transitional phase in there. And then finally, I introduce myself and I talk about, okay, why should you listen to me if I'm talking about biking and obesity? Because I have been actively involved with these organizations for the past two years, and this is something that I'm passionate about, okay? Now, that example seems very high level. It almost seems like you're speaking at a conference, but I just wanted to provide a frame of mind for you as far as when it comes to introducing yourself, how you can go about establishing that credibility. And even if it's something like, hey, this is a passion of mine, this is something that I've been reading about, or I grew up with my grandfather who did this and I developed a passion for it, it doesn't always have to be, hey, I've put the pedal to the metal as far as like researching. It doesn't always have to be that clear cut. But if you want to further establish that credibility, you do want to show your audience that you have some proficiency in what you're speaking about. Now, after you introduce yourself, then the final part of this is telling the audience how they can benefit. And the easiest way to do this is to tell them what you're going to tell them. So for that example, you could say something like, today I am going to share with you some very easy ways that you can include cycling in your day-to-day -day life to keep you healthy and fit and to keep you away from being a statistic when it comes to obesity. And that's pretty much your introduction. I do feel as though I provided a lot of information in this episode, so I don't wanna overwhelm you because even though the introduction is important, you want to make sure that you hook your audience, I don't want you to overthink it. And even the format that I gave you today, it's just a format. It is a suggested guide for you to use, but like I always say to you, public speaking is an experimentation game. So feel free to use this format the next time you're giving a speech, but realize there are some parts that you can omit. There are some things that you can play around with. But for the sake of this episode, let's recap. So at the beginning, you absolutely do not want to do a false start. Can anybody hear me? Is this thing on? Or you don't want to reveal that you're nervous or ask people to excuse you because you're feeling those nerves. I do advise against just using generic introductions such as, hi, my name is Enrico and thank you for having me here today. I'm so excited to be here. Or using a joke. There's no guarantee that your audience will laugh and even if they do, if it's forced laughter, then you've killed your momentum and you don't want to put yourself in a situation where you do that. So when you're introducing your speech, you always want to introduce a hook. It could be a story, a thought-provoking question, a fact, a quote, a startling opinion. And then you tie why you introduce that hook into what you're talking about. There are some cases that it may be beneficial for you to share what your involvement with the topic is. Why are you talking about this topic personally? What does it mean to you? 
And ultimately, you tell the audience what you're going to tell them or how it is going to benefit them. And you have your introduction. Like I said, I do feel like I gave a lot of information in this episode. So if it does feel like that, I recommend that you listen to this episode again, just so you can have that information solidified in your mind. And anytime you're preparing a speech, feel free to visit this episode to help you get some more ideas on how you will present your speech. If I have brought you any value at all today, please take some time to rate the speaker secrets. Give me a good rating, a great review. Please follow the Speaker Secrets podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For Twitter, the name is Speakers Secrets, but for all other platforms, the name is The Speaker Secrets. Once again, I'm so happy that you decided to spend your time with me. I'm very interested in curating a specific audience. And so I want to bring this podcast for people who want to better themselves, people who aren't satisfied with the status quo and that want to get to the next level. This podcast is for you. So if you're listening to this right now, if you've made it to the end, I just want to say thank you and I appreciate your support and I admire you for sticking with this and for being someone that is committed to their growth. Enjoy the rest of your month. Make sure that you hit all of your goals as much as possible. And I will speak to you next time. And until next week, this is Enrico Ambrister signing off. Peace and love. Thank you.